You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. So we are here, and this is Vision Sunday. And as uh, Pastor Michael shared, you have this vision card that you can write on your visions, your dreams, your goals for the year. Um, as I just shared, Joy and I, we've written write down like income. And now our income is derived by our vision goals. So now we just write down giving goals because our giving goals derive our income goals. So there is power in this. So we've also written down houses, what our houses are going to look like, our children, so many things. Like, And I hope and I pray that this message that you're allow the Holy Spirit to just speak to you, to write down, dream big again, and we're going to get more into that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, I want to... <laughs> Noah's awesome. Um, um, a caveat, though, that I, uh, I don't want this to be a Santa's wish list. So I could go on my vision card and say, I want to have abs, abs like Jared Van Tassel. But you know what? If I'm not willing to eat right and work out, it's pointless to write it down. So it's, it's important to write this down, what you're willing to go after. And you can partner with God in this. But what are you willing to focus on for 2022? And uh, let's pray. Holy Spirit, flood this place. With your mighty presence, I open up our minds, I break off limitations, and we cover ourselves in the blood of, your, of Jesus Christ, of God, your son. And we thank you that today, bigger revelations are going to come. The, the, the visions that have died, that have been buried, today they sprout again. That today that we see that we can lean on you and not ourselves to complete these visions in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So before we continue, go ahead and turn your eyes to the screen. I want to show you a clip. When you are in the mountains. If you give up, you die. There are only 14 mountains in the world higher than 8,000 meters. The fastest time to climb all the 14 for seven years. The plan is to go and hit the summit directly. If I can stay alive, I can do this in seven months. It is a roll of the dice. Completely absurd. Tonight we drink, tomorrow we plan. The biggest strength I have is I have no fear supporting him. You have to be strong. Look, I got nothing more to give. I don't want my brother to die. You have to be willing to try. You are on the edge of life and death. It is a project not only for himself, but for all the Sherpas. If this was done by some Western climber, the news would have been 10 times bigger than this. Those guys are really, really risking their lives. It doesn't matter where you come from. You can show the world nothing is impossible. Giving up is not in the blood, sir. It's not in the blood. Come on. I've probably heard that 20 times, and I still get the chills every time I hear it. I love it. Giving up is not in the blood, sir. It's not in the blood. 
It's not in your blood. It's not a coincidence that you're here today. It is not in your blood. And maybe today is the day that you refigure that out. This is a documentary uh, called 14 Peaks, and it's about a, a Nepalese, um, a Nepalese uh, mountain, a mountaineer, Nirmal Purja, who's like, you know what? I'm good at climbing. I'm going to beat this record from set that took seven years. I'm going to do it in seven months. Let's go after it. He, he, the movie starts off with him trekking through the snow. And he's like, you know what? Do not be afraid to dream big. And we all need to hear that today. Do not be afraid to dream big. And I love how his vision isn't just for himself. It's for all the other mountain climbers. Like almost every person who hikes at Mount Everest, K2, any of the other 14 mountain peaks, they go with Sherpas. They go with people who actually lead the way that don't get really any of the credit. And he's like, no, we don't get credit, but I'm making a stand for that. I'm changing that. And I'm going to make sure that we are known. And so his vision was bigger than himself. And um, is and he heard it in the video. Many said, "Yeah, he's gonna kill himself. This is impossible. Why are you even trying to do something this dumb? Why are you going this big? This doesn't even make sense." And um, what I loved, he's like, "You know what? Everyone's calling this um, impossible. So I'm gonna name my own project Project Possible. So I'm borrowing that for my message today. Project Possible." <laughs> I was going to do Mission Possible, but I think that was used before. So <laughs> this, yeah, it has been, I know. So this hasn't, I'm pretty sure. Fingers crossed. But um, he also understood that words have power. That I'm going to call this possible because if I say it's impossible, I'm going to start using that filter of impossible. I'm going to say, well, if I didn't get it, so be it. But he understood that like, I'm calling it possible because giving up is not in my blood. So do not be afraid to dream big, and giving up is not in your blood. And I want to read a passage about someone in the Bible who owned this, who owned his own project possible at the age of 75. It's in Genesis 12.1 in the Amplified Version. Now in Haran, the Lord said to Abram, go away from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you abundantly. I will make your name great, exalted, distinguished, and you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. And I will bless, do good for, benefit those who bless you. And I will curse, that is, subject to my wrath and judgment, the one who curses, despises, dishonors, has contempt for you. And in you, all families, nations of the earth, of the earth, well, that wasn't the right word, will be blessed. Ursh. I'm, I'm going to use ursh from now on. So, um, yeah. But imagine being 75 years old. Everyone's labeled you as barren. You're not going to have any kids. And then you get this vision. You know, what, what if we can be a great nation? What if every, every other family in this world and forever will be blessed from our offspring? What if he took that vision and he owned it? He said, I'm going to take on this project and make it possible because I trust God. Let's live it out. And he took action. So I have three points today to help you with your own project possibles. Point number one, create space. 
I define space as the distance from where you're at to where you are going. And um, Abraham created space by taking on this vision that God spoke. God spoke the vision, but Abraham owned it. And you know he owned it because he went, he hiked, he, he moved his whole family away. He's like, you know what? I'm going to believe this. And, and the reason why God gives us vision and the reason why he wants us to go big, he wants us, isn't just to hype us up to make us all excited to come on a Sunday. It's because this is how you know God. From my experience, from what I have seen, when you go big, God always comes through. That's how you experience him. You see him. It isn't like a knowledge knowing. Like I took Greek in high school. I knew how to translate the New Testament, but that doesn't mean that I knew God because of that. And knowing God hasn't happened until I came to Awaken Church, until I started pressing, until I started doing more than I've ever done and trusting him, knowing God. So I want to go over some of the names of God and give examples on how we can know him in a new way. So there's Elroy. That's probably said wrong. I meant to ask Daniel, forgot. But it's the God who sees you. And I, I see this as like you could create space for God in your relationships. Maybe you're looking for friends. Maybe you're looking for marriage. Maybe you're looking for community. Well, write it down, create space and watch God show up. Maybe you want to hear from the Holy Spirit from the first time. Maybe you want the Bible to come alive and not just be words on a page. Doing that will show you, God, he's the one who sees you where you're at. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. I love this one. This is, I, I feel like I excel at this one. But um, I understand my God is my provider. I understand that when I put big visions out there, it's not on my own. I get to experience him in a new way. I get to learn him. I get to see who he is, not just read about it, but live it out firsthand. And I want that for you guys. Same with Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Maybe you're going through something, diabetes, cancer. You know, maybe you're going through COVID, family members sick. Write it down and expect to see God in a new way. Expect to see him show up. And then when he does, there is nothing greater. I promise you that. Jehovah Shalom, peace. Maybe you have chaos in your life and you just want some peace. Allow him to show up. Write it down. Jehovah Ra, our Lord is our shepherd. I see this as... um, you know, God protects us, and he moves us at the right times. And maybe you are looking for, like, a new pasture. Maybe you're looking, you're in here like Pastor Michael was sharing, that you're looking for a place to get planted. Well, the shepherd will guide you to the right place. Let him speak and find yourself planted, find yourself nourished with fresh living water, with amazing food, friendship. And, I, I mean, we've been going a decade now, my wife and I, Joy, and I can't, even, I can't even begin to describe how much our life has flourished and changed because of the principles, because of messages like today, and just owning it and running with it. Jehovah Shema, the Lord is here. This is one I called myself at last service, but it's true, that I need to get better at outside of the church. Like when I'm at a grocery store, I need to allow the Lord to be with me, to speak with me, to say, who am I going to invite? 
Who am I going to invite this week to this house? Who am I going to invite to men's prayer? Who am I going to invite to emerge? Who am I going to invite? Lord, speak to me. Who am I going to pray over? The Walters aren't here, but I love the Walters. They just like, they're just like, all right, God, who are we praying for now? Like, oh, that lady. All right, let's go. And, um, I need more of that in my life. So I'm writing that down. And, uh, the last name I want to focus on is the Lord is my banner. And what this stands for is that you get to carry the label of God into every battle you go into. For a merge, our teams, we have like, you know, banners that we get to wear. We get to have team names. And you, I, like, you're like, yeah, I'm on team such and such. I'm not going to call out team names because I don't want people getting jealous. But, <laughs> but yeah, we know truth, right? Yeah. So, um, but you get, to, you get to have God on your side. So what that means is you are never the underdog into any of these visions you write down. You are not the underdog. You are not overmatched. You may say, I have zero experience with this. And God's like, perfect. That means I'm doing this much more. He will not override your will. Point number two is right now. And that could be taken a couple different ways. Not writing down right now, but you could take it as that. Um, the very first word God spoke to Abram was go. And uh, it's like a move. Take action. Don't stay in your current spot. We, there's a timing. Go. Not, uh, not in five years. Don't move in five years. Go now. Trust me. And I'm going to go through some physics equations with you guys and kind of nerd out a bit, little bit on on how physics can show us God and this, and this point. Wow. But before I go there, <laughs> I want to, um, that's all right. They can stay up there. But yeah, but, but before I get there, I want to share, you, share with you what inspired me around this point to investigate this further. I was, I was sitting right here where the Isaacs are and I was well, standing and I was worshiping God. And I was like, God, I can't believe the trajectory my family's on. I can't believe that we followed your principles and we get to be able to give this big giving, a million dollars, three to five years, that it's a possibility now, not just shooting for the stars, but it's a possibility just from following your words. And um, the Holy Spirit, like he likes to speak to me, said, why are you limiting me? I'm like, come on. I just, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of what you're doing. How am I limiting you? He's like, you're actually stopping me from moving. Oh, yeah, exactly. What? Like, come on. I'm just like shaking my head. And I'm like, okay, I just showed you like the trajectory we're on is like outside of our current capabilities, outside of what we can do. And we've been reliant on you. So how am I stopping you if I'm relying on you? He's like, stop saying, oh, actually, before I get there. He's like, go back to the equations of motion. Look at X. X is the vision that you, are, that you have written down. That's great. You know, then you have where you're at and you have how you're going to get there. But the problem is, is that you keep on putting time limits on here. You keep saying three to five years. You keep on kicking the can down the road. But if you fix the variable of time and you fix the variable of where you're going, then for you lock in the amount of acceleration I can do in your life. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, my encouragement for you guys today is to, to be 
aware of when we talk about timing. You're like, oh, maybe we'll have a family in a few years. Maybe we'll buy a house. That's not, the market's too hot. I don't want to buy a home yet. Wow. How many of us have said that? I raised my own hand, wow. right? But no, write down that house. Write down the details of the house because you don't know what God has on the other side. Your words have power. It's so much power. And when you speak, God will either move or not move based on what you say. So when I I asked him again, because I'm a little dense, I was like, so God, um, so does this mean you want me to write down down giving a million dollars for 2022? He's like, finally, you get it. So um, I'm going to write it down. I don't see it yet, but it's going to happen because I know who my God is. So we give him the vision and allow him to control the acceleration and the time in our life. You can look over here, right? Look at the equations. In even Psalm 50, uh, it's not on the board, but Psalm 75.7 says that he puts down one, exalts another. So he is in charge of our acceleration. He's in charge of that motion, that movement. We just give him that destination. And um, I, I, I want to take this another step further. If you see, there's more than just equations of motion. I actually have equations of momentum, force, work, and power. But um, if you go through this, look at them, and you, kinda see, kinda, you can kind of relate the variables, right? So... God told me, he's like, look, if you give me the acceleration and the time, therefore you give me the force I get to do in your life because the acceleration is related to force based with like multiplied by your math or your mass, the size of us, right? How much volume we take essentially. And then on top of that, he's like, how much work I do in your life is based on how much force I have in your life for times the distance I do in your life. So based on your vision and your acceleration that you're allowing me to have is how much work I'm actually going to do in your life. And then if you give him that time, he gets to choose the acceleration. He gets to choose the amount of work and he gets to choose how much power is in your life because that's how much work over time. This comes back to his name, Jehovah Nisi. You do not fight this battle alone. You are not the underdog. You give God the vision and say, I'm partnering with you. I want to get to know you in a new way. I want to see you as the God that wins the battles, as the God that helps me not be overmatched. Let's accomplish something together. You can have my acceleration. You can have my time. This is the goal. Let's go. Let's partner. And now you may be asking, okay, that's great. That's physics, but um, yeah, that's not in the Bible. Well, <laughs> let me uh, show you where actually it is. Proverbs 16.9. It says, a man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life, but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. So with our mind, we choose a vision. That vision is our way. That vision is the X when you go back to the equations. And then God directs our steps. Well, if you look at acceleration, acceleration contains a magnitude and a direction. So to me, this saying, God, you choose your way and God has in control of the acceleration. 
Then on top of that, he establishes them. So now he has the time. So when you choose the place, God does the acceleration and the time. You're going to see God in a new way. I promise you that. Some of the, the greatest joys in my life have been sitting there just in awe and disbelief that like how God has come through from meeting my wife to having our kids to giving more than I really thought was possible to getting dream jobs that I didn't that I wasn't qualified for you know God moving time and time again honestly being on this stage and speaking which was my biggest fear which was what I told my wife that we're going to leave the church if I ever had to get up here right like I was like you know this is not who I am but it is it is who we are. You may not even know who you are, but God wants to partner with you to reveal it. And um, something in worship that I actually got a word on that I wrote down that I didn't share last service, but um, sometimes we hear direction, we hear acceleration. Oh, that sounds great, but it seems like I'm going the opposite direction. Well, when you're climbing these mountain peaks, Sometimes there's avalanches, sometimes there's crevasses in the way, and you have to go a new route. So sometimes you feel like you're going the wrong way, but that God's pointing you in a different direction because he doesn't want you to be taken out by the avalanche ahead. He doesn't want you to fall through the the crevasse that will take you out for good. But he might take you an alternative route because he knows the goal, he knows the timing, he knows how to get you to the top. Point number three. Follow through. So how do we follow through with this vision? So we know we create space to, to get to see God more. Now we trust him with the timing of that. And now it's up to us to partner with him to follow through. How do we do that? I got three points for you, sub points. One is use vision as a filter. Um, back in 2015, my wife and I were looking for our first home and, um, pastor Michael, he, uh, gave me wisdom at the time. He's like, Hey, write down what you want for your house. Like write down the, like the bedrooms, the square footage, the lot, the location, and do not look at anything else. He's like, use that as your filter for where you're going to go. So this is, this point is actually inspired by you guys. Thank you. The Hunleys. Um, But in this time, Joy and I, we were like, okay, so four bedrooms, 2,000 square feet, quarter acre, three-car garage, um, single story, open concept. And we were just kind of like, what else do we want? You know, and I was like, well, I was like, if we're believing God and, you know, and if he's the one who comes through, let's, let's, let's go, let's go on the next level. Let's write down, I want a creek in my yard. Like, this is San Diego. There are no creeks and ponds. So we know if it has a pond or a creek, it had to be from God. Anyways, there was two houses we were looking at, and we ended up choosing one over the other. And we were going through the inspection, and we were walking the property. And sure enough, on the very back of the property, there's a year-around creek in it. And I just started tearing up and crying. I was just like, he's like, God told me, he's like, you asked. And I got to experience him in a new way. I got to experience him and something that I will never forget. And now I know who he is in a new way. You get to use your vision as motivation. Um, I shared this story with our youth a couple weeks ago, a version of it. I'm going to shrink it down for this. But um, earlier this year, I went on an elk hunt. 
And ever since I was 12 years old, I've had this, like, I wouldn't, I saw myself climbing the mountains in Colorado, snow on the ground, cold, chasing these animals, you know, pushing myself to my limits and being successful. And I was on this hunt and everything was lining up perfectly. And I was just like, this is the day. And this beautiful elk was walking towards me. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, what? I was like, God, you were good. Like, come on. I was like, this is exactly what I've been dreaming about. And um, so I get all set up and I miss. And I just devastated. It was a de- honestly devastating. And I was just like, my own sin, my own ways. I'm a sinner, you know, I make mistakes. If it was you, God, we would have been done, but it was me. So like how many of us like do that, right? It's so easy to do. I had a pity party the next day. Didn't really want to hike. I just kind of wanted to just stare at the mountains, I guess. And then um, that the, the night after that, I fell asleep early and uh, had these amazing dreams um, Holy Spirit came to me. He was like, hey, Jake, think back about last year. What was the very first thing you told your wife about your hunt? Oh, how you didn't want to get one the first day. Oh, actually, how you wanted to struggle, how you wanted to be at an all-time low, then come out successful. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be your dream? Isn't that sound like way more fun to be down and out and then to come and overcome? And I was telling everybody this. Be careful the power of your words, right? Yeah. But I woke up at four in the morning and I was, I was ignited. I was like, you know what? This is exactly, this trip is exactly what I had been speaking over my life. That I would be down and out, that I'd be near the bottom and that I'd get up and overcome. So now because it's on my vision, because this is what I want, I know that I'm about to overcome. So I used it as motivation. Hiking back six miles. Hike, and this isn't like just easy hiking. You're going through snow, but I was excited. I knew it was my day because I had read it, wrote it down. And sure enough, I got up there. I was successful. I was on cloud nine. I got the ride off the mountain on horseback at sunset. It was amazing. I felt like, yeah, it was, yeah, the Duke. It was, it was, it was everything that I had dreamed. It was actually better than, than if I would have got one a couple days earlier, because this was a more, um, like a substance, like a more, a more intangible experience all the way through. And so I thank God that he had my back, that he was directing every step and I was able to use it as my motivation. The last sub part of follow through is your vision should not compromise God's commandments. Matthew 22, 37 through 39 says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest. Second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Our visions never come in conflict with the word of God, with his commandments. And if they do, we got to use it. We, we say, you know what? God's commandments are actually above my vision because if I follow, fall into the commandments, if I fall in obedience, then you will still see the vision come out. This is exactly what Abraham did when he took his son Isaac to the top of the mountain. He was like, well, God, this, my vision is to multiply, to fill this earth with descendants, to have everyone blessed from this son. And now you're asking me to, to give him to you, to sacrifice him? 
But he's like, you know what? I'm going to stick with my obedience and look what happened. It's an incredible partnership with our visions and with the word of God. And in the movie, 14 Peaks, Nirmal got to uh, give this a great example, a beautiful example of this. He climbed the very first mountaintop. And um, as soon as he got to the top, he's like, timer starts now, right? So you got seven months. Let's accomplish this. We got to go. We got weather windows. We got time. We got places to be. And um, he gets to the bottom and they're like, hey, we have a couple hikers stuck on top. They're going to die unless someone goes up there. And he was just like, well, this is counteract, like this is counteracting my vision, but who I am, the convictions I have is I leave no man behind. So let's put this vision on hold and go after to save these people. And he did. He got on a helicopter, went up, risked his own life, almost died to save these other people. But and six months later, he was able to accomplish all 14 peaks. He was able to hike through storms, through blizzards, through the middle of the night to accomplish this task. So to wrap up, we create space right now and follow through. We do not need to be afraid to dream big because God wants you to. Because he wants you to lean on him to experience him. If you can do it on your own, is it really a God-inspired dream? If you, if you can do it on your own, you don't need God. You don't get to experience him through other names. So go big. He wants you to because you are not overmatched. You do not give up. But maybe today you're here and you feel like, that you, you know what, it's actually giving up has been in my blood. I've given up every time until now. I'm a failure. I have not succeeded. Well, I'm here to remind you that there was a blood transfusion on the cross a couple thousand years ago where your blood is not defined by your parents. Your blood is defined by Jesus Christ, the Lord, our Lord and Savior. That when you accepted him in your heart, Giving up is not in your blood. You will accomplish. You will succeed. So why not go as big as you can dream? Why not write it down? What, like if, you feel, if you feel like it's difficult to write something down, that means you have to write it down. That means that something is trying to stop you from writing it down, and then you just put it on the devil's head and say, no, I'm writing it down. I'm going to see if God can move. But if everyone could stand up and bow their heads. Go ahead and bow, bow your heads and close your eyes. And if that's you today and you feel like, you know what, I've been a failure and I just, I want something new for 2022. Go ahead and raise your hand and we're going to believe with you that there is something new coming on you. The new identity that the blood of Christ, that transfusion, you get to see it instead of just know it. That you get to experience it this year. That this is the greatest year for you. This is the year that you're going to hear from the Holy Spirit from the first time. That this is the year that you're going to see God move and you're going to be in awe of his goodness. This is the year that you overcome addiction. This is the year that you're going through something new, that you're going to get married, that you're going to start a family. This is the year that you're going to buy a home. This is the year that you're going big. Yes. 
but maybe you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior yet. Or maybe you have in the past and you just say, you know what, I want to do it again. I want to recommit because I want to experience God in the same way Jake has, the same way others at this church have. We want to experience God, not just know him, not just know the word, but to live it out. And if that's you today, go ahead and raise your hand. I'm going to give you some time. But it's such a powerful decision, and it's, it's, you can never do it enough times. Your heart could be racing, and you're just like, you know what, God, I want you again. I want you again because I know what 2022 has in store when I see you as my Jehovah Nisi, when I see you as my banner, when I know that I'm not overmatched. All right, let's all uh, say this prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you rose from the dead to be my banner, my blood infusion, that you want me to know you. So I give you my life. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.